1: Download the free Angie Mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's angi.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer instead of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4 by E models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by one. Jeep is a registered trademark.
2: So that's another theory is that he had an accomplice and they like were able to pick him up somehow.
3: Or okay. He lands. Yes. He has his parachute, he has his money. Yeah. He's like, yes, I made it, and against all odds, you know, the elements are out, but it's so cold, so he seeks shelter in a cave, but a bear lives there. Oh no. Bear kills him in the cave, that's why they can't find any of the stuff. Oh shit, the Yeah, bear killed him. bear is like, is this food? No, it's money, I'm putting it in the river, because it's not food, right. and then the river washes up a stack of cash, but it's been protected in a cave the whole time, right. so that's why like it looks, the rubber band's like so new. I solved this case, like, pretty easily.
2: Hello, and welcome to the the Shit That They Do Not Tell You podcast. Welcome to Shit
3: They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limon. And
2: my name is Steve Green, and today we are, it's a very special episode, indeed.
3: I am scared that you say that when you say these things.
2: Because today we're talking about um, the legend of the notorious story of D.B. Coopers. Have you ever heard of D.B. Coopers?
3: Um, Only from you very briefly in passing.
2: So I've been very interested in this particular tale because it's a true story. It actually happened in 1971, okay? Okay. It's November. Okay. It's November 4th. Okay. This cat... Scorpio
3: season. Whoop, whoop. Am I right?
2: Wait, how is it November 4th if it's around Thanksgiving time?
3: Well, maybe they just met in the general vicinity of Thanksgiving. No. Cause... This is very odd. All right. This is very odd, actually. Okay. Some
2: of this evidence is really whack.
3: All right. Okay. Well, thanks for preparing. Hold on. Hold on.
2: <laughs> November twenty fourth.
3: All right. 29th. So you were twenty days off. Jesus Christ. That would put us much closer to Thanksgiving.
2: Okay. So yeah. Wow. That didn't make any sense. Because not I done a lot season. Of research on season. Sorry.
3: This. I, I rescind. Now you made me say a false fact. It's actually Sagittarius season.
2: It is November twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one. There is a man. He's about six foot tall. He's wearing a nice dark suit.
3: Are you trying to turn our listeners on right I'm trying now? to
2: take him there trying to trying okay. to bring in, bring him in there By the way it's the day before Thanksgiving which mm-hmm. is everyone's very very favorite time of year
3: Very favorite
2: mm-hmm. Uh so he walks into the Portland International Airport It sounds
3: like you're about to tell a joke. A no, 6 I've... foot tall man walks into a bar. <laughs> walks into an airport.
2: There's nothing funny about an airline being hijacked, Nikki.
3: Oh dang, like in uh, GTA 5
2: it's exactly like GTA 5, which I've done many times. I
3: know. You're obsessed. I
2: love that game, man. I, I miss it.
3: For almost a year, all I would see coming down the stairs is just my husband stealing planes. That's on, right. Stealing planes. On, t- on TV. the TV. Flying the
2: around. them into all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so he bought a one-way ticket to Seattle. He gives the name. He bought in cash. Okay. He gives the name Dan Cooper Okay. to the person. Because back then you could just walk up, buy a ticket. You didn't have to give ID, you didn't have to do anything.
3: Right? Was wait, what? What year did you say this was? was
2: this is nineteen seventy one.
3: Mm-hmm. This was like back, back when the stewardesses were all like sexy models, They're hot as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And like being a pilot, I always remember that scene in Catch you, Catch Me If You Can, where Leonardo DiCaprio is surrounded by all these like hot stewardesses, the hot pan and he ladies. looks like really hot as a pilot.
2: Yep. So. It was very hot stewardess time. Okay, I'm time. trying to, like, paint the scene in my mind. No, I'm so, with yeah. You, yeah. Okay, yeah. hot stewardess time. The stewardesses are all tense. Okay, tight. Okay, now you're there. Okay, so he uh, boards Northwest Airlines Flight 305, and he kind of chills for a little bit. He gets a drink. He has some bourbon, right? Mm-hmm. Smokes a cigarette, because you could do that back then, too. On the plane? Yeah, back before the Nazis took over the airline <laughs> industry. Okay. That's right. Calm down. People could be able to smoke, back like, apparently. Um so yeah, he has a drink, right? And then um he sits like in like the middle of the plane and he, he hands a note to the uh stewardess.
3: A really hot one.
2: The perfect tan one. Okay. Well, they're all perfect. They're all perfect yeah. Okay. She opens it. He's like, "Ma'am, you want to read that cuz I have a bomb."
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: And then he has her sit next to him and um she inspects his uh luggage, which he has her look at. And inside, she describes uh, what she thought was dynamite. Shit. Yeah. So uh, then he starts making demands. He wants $200,000 in cash. Wait, and- wait,
3: wait so he's going to rob an airplane? That's right. Wait, is he making demands to the government? Or is he making yeah. demands to no. like the
2: airplane? Well, he's using the airplane as... I mean, like he's he has, holding he's those host- people hostage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it.
3: Because, yes. well, when you say making demands, I'm like, is she like going to the pilot and asking the pilot for two hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, they have a vault of cash. <laughs> right. That's what I'm like. This is an odd place to. Right. It's an odd place to try to get no, a bunch so of cash. they
2: communica- communicating. to the stewardess, who's communicating with the pilot, who's communicating with the FBI.
3: Okay. See, whenever this kind of hostage situation happens, I always get confused because um, it doesn't seem like you're going to get away with it because if the FBI has to give you the money. Like hand you the money and I don't really think they had a lot of did they do wiring back then? I don't know, maybe they did. No. Yeah, so I don't like how
2: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> they might have we're not old. Um I don't think they did though. So, yeah, but so it just seems like high probability you're going to get caught cuz like uh where are you going to go where are you gonna, how far are you going to get with that money?
2: So, this is not the old west anymore. Right. right? Basically everybody who tries this shit gets caught like you said. Yeah. This is the one guy who never got caught.
3: That's bananas to me. not that bananas? I need to know how he got away with exactly. this.
2: Exactly. Well, that's what everyone's obsessed with. That's yeah. Why, this is like a folktale now. Oh, I love it. Like, if we knew who D.B. Cooper was, he'd, he would never have to buy a beer the rest of his life because everyone's just so fascinated with how he got away with it, how he fucked the system, and all He's that
3: He's like um, Yoshi Takamoto or y- 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 Satoshi. He's like Yoshi y- y- Yoshi y- Nakamoto. Toshi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's like Satoshi Nakamoto.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was close.
2: Creator of Bitcoin. Which, by the way, have you guys checked Bitcoin price? You're welcome. Okay.
3: By the time this comes out, it could have plummeted. You don't know.
2: It probably went over twenty thousand. The date of
3: that. this recording is November eighteenth, and currently, Bitcoin soared above 18? eighteen. Eighteen thousand. Thousand. Correct, correct.
2: Minor correction to seventeen thousand. Crypto about to explode, folks. I've been calling it for months. Okay, so back to DB Cooper. <laughs> uh, so he, he then, um, at, he asked for two hundred thousand dollars in cash. Mm -hmm. Okay, He wants a fuel truck in Seattle, which is where the airline is headed. Remember, he bought a one-way ticket to Seattle. Right. He wants it it to be refueled when they land. He also wants four parachutes brought to the plane. And by the way, this was a stormy night. Oh,
3: I see his plan.
2: There was rain. What's his plan?
3: Well, because, okay, so I was thinking, how does he steal? I thought he stole the plane with all the passengers on it. I'm like, how are you going to get away with $200,000? You need to return the people, you know? But this makes more sense right. that he unloads the people, has a fully fueled plane, and parachutes. Exactly.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Wow. Interesting.
2: So, stormy night, heavy rain, cloud cover, right? Yeah. They basically are chilling up in the air for a couple hours. And then finally, they get to land in Seattle. Yeah. They don't land like in the middle of the. Airport at all because there's a bomb on the plane, they think so. They have him land like for the further furthest um, tarmac, right?
3: Okay, fucking Seattle with all your rain, and you
2: know what I mean? Sh- Always
3: making things difficult, making these hostage situations difficult, exactly.
2: So then, um, they basically have him sit there to refuel the plane, and they sit there for a while. Okay, and DB Cooper's getting kind of pissed. Yeah, he's like, and and the the Pilots trying to, um, you know, when you're you're flying aircraft, when you're flying one of these big prop jobs. Yeah. All right. You want to file a flight plan. Yeah. Okay. So the pilot's starting to figure out how to do that. And D.B. Cooper's like, just fucking take off. We're headed to Reno. Oh. So then um, they allowed a bunch of the passengers to leave. He kept the crew and the pilot.
3: the gas didn't get refilled yet.
2: No, it did. Oh, it did. Yeah.
3: And he got his parachutes?
2: He got his parachutes.
3: Then what... Oh, so he's just waiting for the money. He got the money. No, he got the money? You
2: got the money. So, what
3: was he waiting for then?
2: For the refueling.
3: That's what I said. So, yeah. he didn't get the refueling.
2: No, he did. While oh. it was refueling, he was like, This is taking too long. What the fuck's going on? I already got the money. I already got the parachutes. So, I already let the hostages go, except for, and I kept four.
3: So, they just took off. He took off like as if you're at a gas station and it's still connected to the car. And no, he no, just, no. <laughs> he,
2: he, he, the pilot's trying to like, lay, like, have a flight plan with a certain way to get there. Oh, uh, he's, he's like just
3: stalling. Just,
2: Exactly, well, that's how, that's how yeah, D.B. Cooper felt. Yeah, if
3: that was D.B. Cooper, I'd be like, fuck this, too.
2: That's how D.B. Cooper Okay, felt. okay. I feel, I think. Yeah, because M- like, talk to him.
3: how did he know that they were done refueling, though? I
2: don't fucking know.
3: Did it make a little click, like, <laughs> when you were at the gas Yeah, it makes station? a click. <laughs> it makes a... Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: So then they take off, okay? okay. And he basically says, uh, we're going to Mexico City, okay? Ooh, smart choice. That's where he tells the pilot and FBI where he was... Where he's gonna
3: Probably go. no rainstorms there.
2: Right. They basically say, like, yo, we can't go to Mexico City because we don't have the permits. Th- the payload to to do that. Like, this isn't that plane Sorry. Mm. So he's like, okay, fine, we'll go to Reno. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, he's, you know, he <laughs> wants two hundred thousand dollars in cash. It's not like he's asking for like a couple million. This guy's yeah. kind of kind of a white trash person. I right, think. right.
3: Okay. <laughs> you think you're just like a, a gambler?
2: That's what I want. To, I want to think. Yeah, and I want to think that he made it to Reno and just gambled his life away there. Yeah. Um. So they take they take off. They're in the sky. Okay. And at one point, he basically tells the flight crew that he would like to be left alone in the cabin. Okay. Mm. So they go to the front of the cockpit. They close the door, and they land in Reno.
3: He already took off.
2: And he had he had them lower the stairs in flight because on a Boeing seven twenty seven you can actually lower you could lower it from the inside back then the stairs were underneath the aircraft and so he had them lower it mid air and he didn't say when he was gonna jump or if he was going to jump even but obviously he had the parachutes so yeah. you could figure it out. And then he jumped at some point between uh Seattle and Reno. Now there was apparently the the captain said that there was kind of like a m- movement at one point in the flight
3: mm-hmm.
2: so that's when they the I fbi suspected that he jumped like from him jumping off of did it do they
3: remember where it was
2: uh did they remember well i mean like that's really that funny. would be helpful information He's like, but i can't remember where it was yeah yeah okay so <laughs> That'd he would be really funny
3: oh yeah cuz i would to bring it up if i didn't remember where it was <laughs> i just don't forget i'm bring so it glad you're,
2: you're not in charge of that <laughs> so uh okay so he they suspect that he was Forty kilometers north of Portland. Okay. Okay. Basically in the woods. There's also lakes and rivers and all kinds of yeah, shit. Yeah,
3: like that's a not a smart part to jump no. at. No.
2: And guess what? Jump in
3: the desert, man. It was
2: fucking cold outside. We're yeah. talking. It was six degrees below at uh, at the altitude he was so at. So
3: like if you make it past all the trees and water blockages. Yeah, dude. You,
2: and you, you're carrying cash. Now it was like 25 pounds of cash, but still.
3: What do they call it in in golf? A water. Um,
2: Water, a water trap. No, yeah, they do.
3: <laughs> they call it something else. I just saw it in Ron White's video. It's
2: actually called a water trap.
3: Water feature. I don't know, it wasn't called that. All right, <laughs> the sand trap, but not a water trap. All right, okay. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead.
2: I hope we go on a tangent, of that yeah. <laughs> tangent.
3: Uh, so basically, he gets away with it. Okay,
2: all right. The next, the maybe we don't know. They're cause... in the, well, oh, okay, okay. The FBI. Searches the plane. He's gone. Okay. The, all the people on board were like, yeah, he, I don't know. We don't know when he, when he left because we didn't check until we landed. Right. And uh, 10 years goes by. So now it's, it's 1980s, 1980s. Right. And a young boy, he's like in this place called Tina Bar, which is in Southern Washington state. Mm -hmm. And he's digging in the sand. And he finds wads of cash, mm. and it's like degraded and all fucked up looking, right? Oh, that sucks. And he finds like five thousand eight hundred and eighty dollars, okay, okay, in cash, and the rubber bands are still wrapped around it. Oh, and something that people didn't know until a couple months after the incident, the bills that were given to DB Cooper were all traceable because they had from the, the bank that they got them from, yeah, had A um, in case of like ransom, yeah, uh, like good. That's smart. Cash set aside. That's
3: what I am saying. Like, how do these people think they're gonna get away with any of this? Like, whenever you you, like do hostage situations, they're gonna trace it somehow. They're gonna track you.
2: So this cash that was set aside, they had all the serial numbers on it, right? Okay. So then afterwards, the FBI is like, "Yo, we'll give twenty five grand to anybody who finds any of these bills and all that kind of shit," right? So, so basically, telling D B Cooper. Good luck using this cash, buddy. Yeah, because we're we're going to be checking. We're going to find you. So, um, yeah, the, the FBI confirmed they were the serial numbers from the cash given to DB Cooper. At that point, they had discovered nothing in ten years. Wow, not one bill, at all. Wow, and we don't know if he, like he went to downtown Vegas and he was just at Banyans where they don't really care.
3: <laughs> like we don't know. Yeah, we don't know.
2: I mean, we know he's a Reno guy, so he could have gone down there, and you know, I don't know if they're looking at the bills. Yeah. So. Uh the question really though is the rubber bands yeah it's very interesting because mm-hmm. there was an experiment done in 2009 and they mm-hmm. say that the rubber bands couldn't have survived in those elements for more than like a year really but the fact that they were still intact leads some people to believe that perhaps they were planted there after the incident so we're talking like Within a year of the kid discovering them. Oh. Which is part of a grander theory that I will get into a little bit later. that's interesting. It's very interesting.
3: What if, um, okay. So you think that they just replaced the rubber band with a different rubber band? No. Oh, you think it's the same rubber band?
2: I think it's the same rubber band, yeah.
3: But they were just protected from the elements. They were protected from the elements somewhere. And then maybe
2: they were put there to perhaps get... Investigators off of some words trail or somewhere's trail.
3: Damn, you lost $5,800. dollars did shit out of 200000 I know, but like, well, I would think by then, after 10 years, your money's kind of run dry, but um, maybe you invested it properly. I don't know.
2: So, eyewitness testimony from everyone on board. Now, you got to remember, eyewitness testimony is not great. I know. It's really unreliable. It's terrible. A lot of people.
3: You would st- fail so hard at I eyewitness testimony because you don't remember people's faces. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're not wrong okay. okay so the guy's six foot right yeah uh but that's only eyewitness testimony if you ask me how tall somebody is i don't fucking know mm-hmm. straight up you and
3: say under under six foot you just they're all the same height too. Uh,
2: you're right they're all just shorties to me yeah. big time shorties and so i just can't kind of deduce that also height weight all that shit. Yeah, I don't know how how much somebody weighs. I don't fucking know. I know
3: it's kind of cool because you always think I'm taller than I am.
2: Yeah, because you think just you're you say
3: something like five six. I'm like, okay, if you say so.
2: I always forget that you're <laughs> five four. Yeah, Oh, you got it right. Well, yeah, because I just remember now that you're a foot shorter than me. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
2: But it's easy to remember that. I'm not good at that shit. So yeah. the eyewitness testimony, basically, the FBI puts out a sketch with with all the eyewitness testimony put together, and right. they have some. Like it's just this standard-looking dude wearing sunglasses the whole time because DB Cooper wore sunglasses the whole fucking time, which is pretty badass. But that's pretty badass. It's really badass to jump out of a plane in the middle of the night in a dark storm with sunglasses on. So
3: these sketches, like, is he hot?
2: I don't think he's hot.
3: You don't think, but you're a straight dude.
2: I am, but I, I, I I get why people think Don Draper's hot. For example, Mm -hmm. I think he's going for that kind of vibe, but he just couldn't. Anyone
3: mysterious is kind of hot.
2: Yeah, so that's why everyone's so interested in the story. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's kind of sexy.
2: So, 2016 comes mm-hmm. by. The yeah. FBI says we are closing the investigation. We're, we're oh, this is recent. We're giving up.
3: 2016. Yeah.
2: There's not. There's been no major developments. We've, yeah. We've got no, no one that we think. Uh, it's
3: like a 40 year old case by now.
2: Yeah, dude. So, who did it, Nikki?
3: What do you mean who did it? Well, Dan I mean, Coop DB Cooper.
2: Well, but well, who's DB Cooper? <laughs> oh, I see. I you see. You think he gave his real name?
3: Do you think he's Satoshi?
2: Very nice. He
3: like w- took that money, no. and he created Bitcoin, no. All right, I but feel like he could pull it off.
2: You gave me the perfect segue, and then you killed it. I'm sorry. D.B. Cooper. Yes. Who is he? He gave that name, right? Yeah. It's not. That's not. That's not his name. That's not the name he gave. Oh. Back in the 70s, a stupid fucking reporter, like Satoshi Nakamoto, just looked up someone in the area whose name was. D.B. Cooper, mm-hmm. and then she's like, oh, we think that this might be the guy.
3: That's not the name he gave, though?
2: No, his name he gave the name Dan Cooper, so everyone calls this D.B. Cooper because of a fucking idiot uh, journalist uh, in the 70s. Okay. who just completely botched, like, missed, like it's like the Satoshi Nakamoto case yeah. where a, a, a couple reporters were like, we think it's this guy named Satoshi Nakamoto, and then this poor guy <laughs> had poor cameras guy. outside of his house, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's just this poor Japanese man. Who's like a professor? Yeah, and he's just like I'm not Satoshi Nakamoto. Why would I give my own Although, name?
3: Although, okay, okay, but if I did do that, that's kind of a cool. Like I would just give my real name, and then it's easy to be like, "What the fuck?" I wouldn't give my real name. It's
2: pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not gonna so, lie.
3: and he's a professor, pretty smart guy. It's pretty good. Could be him.
2: Okay, so who are? So 1972 comes rolls around. Right, this is a year after the incident. A guy named Richard McCoy Jr. He. Does the same exact crime?
3: Whoa! Wait, what's his name?
2: Richard McCoy Jr. Okay, he asks for five hundred thousand in cash.
3: Okay, well, yeah, that would be about the same amount, like with inflation.
2: One year it's later, about the same value. Yeah, one year later. Oh, wait, one year? Seven seventy-two.
3: Oh, sorry, I thought you said recently. <laughs> Inflation's kick-ass. Oh my god. Okay, your wait. cash okay.
2: next <laughs> year is going to be killer. <laughs> Just keep in the savings account, yeah, folks.
3: Sorry. That's really funny. <laughs> Those treasury bonds, you know. Um, wait. So one year later, this yes. uh, this McCoy guy, yes. and he and he's the same age.
2: He is uh, not the same age. Well, he he could yeah. He they don't know the, the age. The description. The description was he's mid forties, right? So, you know. That's hot. Does he does he fit that? <laughs> he he kind of does. Yeah. He like he he was the right like kind of height, build, everything. Mm. Well, not height, I think, but build, everything else.
3: Okay, so maybe he ran out of out of cash or thought may, i should have gone higher
2: however he was with his family for thanksgiving at the time db cooper was in the air so mm. they ruled him out ultimately oh wow but and this and, guy got caught this guy got caught mm. and then after this guy got caught and because of the db cooper incident that's why now we have to get our all of our luggage inspected on shit <laughs>
3: one bad apple they also
2: installed in all planes this thing called the DB Cooper, or the the Cooper latch or some shit, where you cannot put stairs down when the plane, like from the inside of the plane, right? You no longer can do that. Damn. Apparently. Yeah. Uh. So thanks for, to these fucking assholes, now that we now we're to, all, we all safe, all, we have to deal with this shit.
3: We all like can't have bombs on planes, especially no. when you're in Orlando
2: and you're waiting in that line and you're just like, "Fuck you, DB Cooper."
3: His name's not DB Cooper.
2: Dan Cooper, good point, (laughs) thank you. Okay, so.
3: I don't know, I'm kind of thankful for the regulations because, you know.
2: Moving on. Some
3: bad people. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay, so there's this guy named Kenneth Christensen. All right, is he hot? He's not very hot.
3: Okay, that's what you're saying about all of them. In
2: 2000, what am I on big mood right now?
3: No. Okay. Thanks for promoting our competitor No, I don't want to promote it. (laughs) I unpromote it. Everybody check out Big Mood to see if we're on big mood right now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: in in 2010 there's a private detective who published a book which basically says that this guy named kenneth christensen was db who we all call db cooper right so um there's a history channel documentary that kind of went into like some of the evidence that maybe this guy was db cooper Mm -hmm. okay Kenneth Christensen, he was in the Army in the 40s. He was trained paratrooper. Oh! Right? The war had ended by the time that he was deployed uh, in for, in 1945, but he made training jumps so he would know how to operate a parachute, right? Um, after he left, he joined the Northwest Orient as a mechanic in the South Pacific. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was... Would put him in the right place. Put him in the right place. Okay. He was then a flight uh, attendant, right? So that would, and then back then they had some pay disputes inside um, of Northwest Airlines where they used to call them Cobra Airlines, for, like the employees inside, because uh-huh. they were being assholes about pay disputes
3: and shit. Okay.
2: So, and Dan DB Cooper, when he was on the plane, said the stewardess alluded to asking him, like, what, like, wh- why he was doing this. And he said, she said, "Do you have some kind of grudge?" He said, "I have a grudge." Hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Right. Now he. Who knows? He could have been just bullshitting.
3: Yeah, sure, but like he didn't need to say anything. Didn't
2: to say anything? Uh, so then he was not quite perfect uh, to what they said from the description. Like he was kind of shorter than six foot by okay. a lot. He's five foot eight.
3: Oh, this Kenny Christensen? Kenny Christensen. That's why you had to say eyewitness accounts aren't. Or- Exactly. exactly. I was setting that up. Right, I see. Before I you see.
2: diverted it into the ocean. I'm sorry. asking if he's hot.
3: I'm sorry. Is he?
2: Yeah. Okay. Tate. He was 45 years old at the time of the hijacking.
3: Oh, did Kenny Christensen like sunglasses? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was a huge fan of sunglasses.
3: Oh, this yeah. is getting. The case is getting. He was uh, arrested outside of a, sungla- a sunglasses hut. Okay, I knew yeah. it.
2: In San Diego, California.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, wait, 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 really quick. I know this isn't that important. But I just, I love visuals. And were the sunglasses the round kind? No. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. They were sportier. Uh, damn. Not as sexy. Okay. Go ahead.
2: I think they're pretty sexy, actually. Oh, they kind of more look, Steve Green sunglasses.
3: Look how. Like the my Ray-Ban kind Now you're thinking he's sexy. No,
2: okay. I don't think he's sexy.
3: I think you're going to walk away not knowing if you think he's sexy or not. I think I'm going to
2: walk away forgetting this story because you're fucking Sorry. commentary.
3: How does it feel?
2: Nah, I'm always on it. Okay. So he, so this, what's so funny about this particular story is that his brother, Kenny Christmas's brother, really wants his brother to be Danny, uh, to be DB Cooper.
3: Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of cool.
2: And so there's a lot of people who came out saying, "Yo, I think my brother was DB Cooper."
3: Wait, do they want their brothers to be DB Cooper because they hate their brothers and they want them locked up, or because they want? They think it's a cool story.
2: Well, think about the film rights, TV rights. Right, right, yeah. Like all right, that right, financial yeah. incentive is heavy. Oh, but
3: how sad to throw your bro- brother under the bus like that because your brother's going to get fucked. What if
2: you hate your brother? Well,
3: that's what I'm saying. Do they hate their brother?
2: I don't know. It doesn't say if they hate their brother. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the kind of sterling commentary you get from the shit they don't with the Wait, they, these, they are, these are legit
3: questions.
2: Absolutely they are.
3: Also, like I'm interested in the case. Also, I just like... Like to I like to know all of the details so I can be a detective.
2: Well, let me give you some details. D B Cooper's left handed. Okay. Kenny that's... Christians is left handed. Oh, okay. Okay. He uh, D B Cooper left behind only co- uh, like seven cigarette butts and a black clip-on tie. Guess who likes clip on ties? I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh but no, apparently that the tie clip was like the like a left sided tie clip, the one that they found on the plane. And that's
3: how they know he's left handed?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, the one of the eyewitnesses said that the, the photos of Kenny Christensen were closer than any of the other suspects that she had seen, mm. as far as what she recollected.
3: But did this person, so this Kenny Christensen's brother, Um, Say this like around the same time uh, Like in the 70s or Was this now recently
2: Much later he saw he was watching a documentary His brother was watching a documentary um, In the 2000s Okay and he's like oh shit I think my brother's DB Cooper
3: Oh so he just showed an old photograph then Yes well
2: Kenny Christensen Purchased a house with cash A couple months after the hijacking Occurred Suspicious Okay um he he also told his brother before he died in 1994 there's something you should know but i cannot tell you
3: what you're about to die
2: and yeah and then his brother says i didn't even ask what what it was oh uh, like,
3: man the fuck? that's like um when we were watching the paul mccartney is really dead uh documentary yes. and like um Heather McCartney was like, I have a kill switch just in case anything happens to me. There's secrets that, like, all the secrets are going to come out. That's right. And it's like, oh, is it that Paul McCartney's dead? <laughs> <laughs> we should take a break, though, and oh, yes. come back. And we will. And talk more about who we think D.B. Cooper is. Yes.
2: And what happened and things that are pretty interesting.
3: Okay. When we return, I love interesting things.
0: We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, 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 O'Reilly
3: Auto Parts. outrageous online opinions
1: each week we bring you the most ridiculous videos hot takes and hellbent news we come across on the internet
3: so come laugh with us as we dismantle outdated ideologies and tear apart the most confident idiots on the internet on our podcast outspoken
1: you can follow and listen for free on apple podcasts spotify youtube or wherever you are listening right now
3: hey thanks for listening to our podcast we just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast and if you want to rate it Thank you for the <laughs> show. Hello, we're back from our break. And just uh, to let everyone know, our producer- a key piece of the story is getting uncovered here. Mark has told us during the break, it's called a water hazard in golf, not a water trap. Thank you. I knew it was a water trap, but I couldn't put my finger really on it. I'm really glad you, that we've, we've dug in The deep case is solved. It.
2: Yeah. That's great.
3: All right. Okay. So, so. Back to our good friend, Dan. After- Cuber.
2: Kenny Christensen dies. Yes. Family discovers he has gold coins. <gasps> he had. Well, that's not what. But it's kind of. But it's kind of sexy.
3: It is sexy, and it's also. Well, what if he put his money into gold? Because
2: he, he could have. He also had a stamp collection. Okay. He also had two hundred thousand dollars in a Shut bank up. account. No, I'm not kidding. kidding.
3: What? No. Yeah. Really. He had about one
2: hundred eighty thousand. What? But yeah. there
3: are serial numbers on there.
2: Well, we don't know how. We don't know. But apparently, it was connected to a land purchase. Or land sale,
3: land sale,
2: land sale. So not exactly the most Cooperish thing, because he has a reason for having that money.
3: Well, what if he purchased? If he laundered? If he, he like laundered, laundered, laundered that he money, it. washed the money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he purchased and in, in cash, and then the farmer, whoever sold him the land, was like, "I don't fucking care," you know. And so they took the cash, and then then he just sold the land.
2: Well, uh, apparently, he also had a mortgage on the house. <laughs> Oh, okay. And it took him seventeen years to pay it off. Now you could do that if you had a stack of cash somewhere, and like you know, it wouldn't be too stressful, I guess. Yeah. But still, it just seems like I think that his brother really, really, really wants him to be DB Cooper. Uh huh. He also contacted like Nora Ephron, a bunch of people, trying to trying to be like, "Yo, you got to make this a movie."
0: <laughs> mm.
3: So he's too eager, Beaver.
2: That yeah, that's kind of my. Um, Also, the FBI doesn't think it at all.
3: Are there any other suspects?
2: Well, yes, there are. (gasps) So, there's a gentleman by the name of, I already told you about Richard McCoy Jr. Yes. He was the copycat. Yeah. So, this this He's still in jail? Yeah, yeah. I I think he went to prison, yes.
3: Yeah, I would think so. Big
2: time. Big time. Um, So, now, this brings us to the next suspect. His name, Robert Rackstraw. Okay. He flew helicopters in the Vietnam War. Okay. That means he's a pilot.
3: Uh-huh.
2: When D.B. Cooper was on the plane, he jumped at about 200 miles an hour. The planes don't go 200 miles an hour regularly, right? But he also had them adjust the flaps and do certain things that really only somebody only who's pilots, a pilot would yeah. probably know. Um, I,
3: ha- I have a question. Then, yes. If I may. Please. I mean, you probably won't know the answer, but I think I do actually. Because we won't know. Well, you think my commentary's whack, but I if if someone's a pilot and they know all these things, why do they need to even take the pilot and stewardesses with him? Why can't he just set it his own way? Jump off. Who cares what happens to the plane?
2: So glad you asked. Okay. He asked for four parachutes, right? Yeah. The FBI was going to sabotage his parachute, but because he asked for four parachutes they determined that they couldn't be sure that he wasn't going to take hostages with him.
3: Oh, that's so smart. It's very smart. Man, yeah. this guy's way better at stealing planes than me.
2: All he is. Also Okay, well I'll get I'll get to that. Okay, later. okay, okay. Yeah. So, four parachutes. Got it. He he basically cuts one of them up in order to um strap the cash to his body with the strings. Okay. For the jump.
3: That's so smart. Yeah.
2: About 25 pounds of cash, by the way, uh, once again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Robert Rackshaw, he had, when they were headed to Reno, I told you he had specific flight requirements, right? When he was confronted about DB Cooper uh, by investigators, uh, he said that he could have been DB Cooper. What? Yeah. That's, that's was his, a weird answer. That was his response.
3: He wants to be sexy.
2: Yeah, right? Who knows? He also stated he was one of the only people who could close the case.
3: Wait, what? Yeah. So he was detectives were like, "Are you DB Cooper?" and he was like, "Could have been."
2: Not detectives. Oh. This was like um there was a like a, a couple of reporters got obsessed with this story uh-huh. and one of them in particular badgered him.
3: How'd they even find this guy?
2: Um they connected him to being like in the like be- because of the profile yeah, and also because – well, I'll get into did it. Did they
3: just look at all war vets and then they tried to find someone that matched the profile and the, and the pilot's uh, side? Well, no.
2: There's a couple things, right? So okay. so he got kicked out of the army for uh-huh. lying a couple months before the incident. He also has this airline ex- – like this this pilot experience, right? He, um, he, he stood trial for the death of his own stepfather.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: what did he lie about?
2: What did he lie about in the army? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Good question. Um, so that is a lot of Robert Rackstraw, like we think it was him stuff.
3: You think he's just getting cocky, being like, "Could have been me."
2: Uh his attorneys said that he was being che- a cheeky bastard yeah, cheek- because yeah, he was the guy. But then, if you're his attorney, you're gonna say that anyway, right? But he was the guy who, in like wherever he was, his little watering hole, his local watering hole. There had been enough talk about him being DB Cooper over the years because he's on the suspected maybe DB Coopers list Mm -hmm. for a while. That from all the people who are obsessed with the story, yeah, that he's just like, yeah, DB Cooper, whatever. Like, yeah, like you know what I mean? Not exactly incriminating, it's Mm -hmm. extremely, yeah, you know.
3: I'd do the same thing, I
2: would too. Make it your identity. Why not?
3: I could be Satoshi Akamoto.
2: You don't even know how to say his name. I doubt you are.
3: Maybe I do, maybe I don't maybe um playing a really good game
2: well he always said in his emails he always said satoshi so i I, you at least you got that part thank you that's the only part you got (laughs) uh okay so that's all the that's all the maybe robert rockstraw was db cooper okay okay here's all the butts okay one of the flight attendants said that she did not find any similarities like between the photos of Rackstraw from the 70s and then what she saw in real life.
3: Did she see a picture of him wearing sunglasses?
2: I doubt it. Oh. That's a good point. Sometimes
3: um, eyes completely change a person.
2: That's very true. You know. Uh, Rackstraw's attorney said that all this shit is a load of, quote, shit. Okay. And they know it is. Professional. And, yes. And the FBI basically said that they didn't think it was him. Okay. And that's all they got. Uh, and Rackstraw was pretty pissed about all this because he says that he lost a job over the investigation, like over all the notoriety that was happening because there was in 2016, people were starting to bring his name up a lot and saying like, oh, yeah, he's D.B. Cooper. But they really never proved conclusively that he's D.B. Cooper at all. Yeah, it's pretty whack. Um, in fact, there's so many videos out there Everybody of people saying that the case is closed and it was Robert Rackstraw, oh. but it is not closed. Okay, like they do not know that this is Robert Rackstraw Thank at all. Thank you
3: for clearing our good friend Robert's name.
2: Yeah, I just well, he died in 2019. Oh. Yeah, but
3: and his name never got cleared. No,
2: it never got cleared. Um, but he says that he would tell everyone he was the hijacker because he was just being a shithead.
3: Right, I would do the same thing.
2: How you have to. Uh, so there's there's a couple things about this, right? Here's something that I think is also... I mean, look, when we talk about something like this... Yeah. How badly do we want a guy to take off... A a plane's going 200 miles an hour. By the way, when they do military jumps, they're going about 150 miles an hour. They're going between 100 and 150 miles an hour. Commercial um, skydivers, they do it at like 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Or less, right? This shit is... Extreme Pretty nice. conditions. Pretty nice. Okay, you're talking about the Pacific Northwest. It's uh, seven below zero outside.
3: Why did he request it to go that fast?
2: Um, I don't know.
3: Like, why did he choose to make conditions not great for him? Well,
2: no. So the plane normally would have been going like 500 miles an hour.
3: Oh, uh, so he had him so slow down at 200. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, chill factor, by the way, outside that night, this stormy night. Where you basically can't see anything. Yeah. Was 69 degrees below zero. Ugh. Okay. Also, the FBI gave him four parachutes, right? One of those parachutes they realized later... It just goes to show there are morons everywhere. Okay. One of the parachutes they discovered later was a dummy chute. Oh. So it wouldn't have opened. So if he gave it to a hostage or if he wore it himself, it wouldn't have opened. So... There's a one in four chance D.B. Cooper died because the plane didn't – uh, because what I of the chute. That's what I think happened. So that's what – that's the, the other theory is that he, he just didn't survive.
3: I don't think he survived.
2: I mean, you have to think about – he also selected a, a parachute that really – it was like the older parachute. They gave him a bunch of parachutes, like four, right? But one of them was an older one. And he selected that one, which is what made people go, well, maybe he was was ex-military because Mm -hmm. when he was in the service, he probably would have used a parachute that's more akin to that rather Mm. than the sportier parachutes. Right. Um, But that parachute in particular, you really couldn't maneuver it. Like, if you were dropping down, you're really at the mercy of the wind. And you can't, like, you know how they have those things you pull where you can kind of adjust and move? You couldn't do that with the parachute that D.B. Cooper picked.
3: Huh.
2: Yeah. Uh, So... Also, if you look at the area 40 miles north of Portland where he jumped off, this is remote as shit. We're talking about woods.
3: Wait, 40 miles north? You yeah. mean south? No. He was headed towards Reno.
2: Yeah, but he he took off from Seattle.
3: Oh, uh, right. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, the woods where he was dropped off, we're talking about giant lakes, rivers. Yeah. That whole area. I mean, he would have been. By the way, he jumped in a suit with slacks
3: that's hot though and,
2: and uh yeah and, and that's like, some shoes. james bond shit but bro not for six degrees below dude with negative 60 that's what shield. i don't
3: understand like why it, he's headed to reno i mean why not jump in more favorable conditions
2: you have to think about
3: maybe he thought that would be take too long and the fbi would shoot him down or something
2: there was there was speaking of that there was an escort he, there was two fighter jets that were next to the plane the whole mm. time, and those pilots never saw him jump. Mm. Yeah. Uh, He's still on the plane. He was still on the plane. That's the other theory. He's on the plane right now. He's on now. the plane right now. <laughs> An old man, still in the landing gear area, yeah. smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> bourbon. <with> $200,000 <laughs> he couldn't spend. Um. So something that I find interesting about this is – do you remember the Chandra Levy incident?
3: I remember people talking about it, but I honestly I don't rem- I don't know what happened in that story. So this
2: is a, an intern in Washington D.C. Yeah. She everyone thinks that this guy named Gary Condit murdered her because right. they were having an affair and he was a congressman there and uh they couldn't find the body. And basically a year later they found her body in the woods. Mm. That's how like you can get lost in the woods or, or and I'm not saying she got lost. She was murdered. But yeah. I'm saying that's how a body can be lost in the woods yeah. for a long time. For a long ass time. Now you're talking about maybe he gets caught in a tree.
3: If you don't have hikers hiking by, then right, your body could sit out there for a while. And even
2: look at um, what I described with the little, the little beach where the kid found the cash. Like, right, that's in a remote area too. If you pull out that map, you're like, holy shit. And- from where the um, suspected D.B. Cooper's um, parachute zone was mm-hmm. and where this cache was, the the cache would have had to go like up and downstream in such a way that it makes no sense
0: hmm. because
2: of the way that the, the rivers moved, the motion of the rivers from where they thought he had uh, landed. It just didn't make sense as to why the cache ended up at this particular sandbar. Hmm. So that's why I think either he's either he died yeah okay and the cash just got you know somehow got dropped there but it doesn't make any sense because why are the rubber band's intact
3: well I mean there's always like standouts you know like anomalies where right like what if it the rubber band i don't know the science behind it but who wrote down insult first and then like it protected it or something like that yeah. you know i don't I don't really know the mechanics of rubber bands, but
2: but Robert back to Robert Raxwell. Yeah. Film. He was uh in the San Diego area and he was already being accused of D P Cooper a bunch and shit. And people were on it on his ass. So what if you 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 kind of try to adjust things or try to try to maybe he buried some cash out there to, to kind of fuck with the investigation. Is is another theory, mm. but I don't know. I don't know how it gets the eyes off of him at all.
3: Right? Why don't? Another thing I don't understand. Like you didn't ask for very much money. Like why? Like why didn't two hundred
2: thousand in nineteen seventy one?
0: It's
3: pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mm, not really, though. I mean, like for if you're asking the FBI, if you're holding a plane hostage, mm-hmm. like the amount of risk and reward. I just don't – it doesn't seem like very much.
2: Well, think about this, too. For every, you know, 100,000 he adds, that's more weight he has to carry.
3: Oh, right.
2: And he's getting dropped off in some remote area.
3: Man, he thought of everything. What I
2: don't understand is why didn't D.B. Cooper wait to get out of the storm and get to, like, better conditions? Because maybe he had somebody who was following the plane, right? Mm -hmm there was time he knew where he was going mm-hmm. he's like I'm going to Seattle one-way ticket somebody he knows somebody in Seattle potentially allegedly I don't know um, they they drive to a particular area where he says he's gonna try to jump towards right yeah. he kicks everyone out of the cabin so that nobody can know when he was jumping so that he he has a wide like a wider search area for right. him they deploy the National Guard. They search every fucking single area of this place. They don't find anything. No cash, no nothing at the time. Hmm. No nylon, no parachutes, nothing. Nothing. So, and certainly no body. Huh. So that's another theory is that he had an accomplice and they like were able to pick him up somehow.
3: Or, okay, he lands. Yes. Yes. He has his parachute. He has his money. He's like, yes, I made it. And against all odds, you know, the elements are out. But it's so cold. So he seeks shelter in a cave. But a bear lives there. Oh, no. Bear kills him in the cave. That's why they can't find any of the stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah, bear killed him. Bear is like, is this food? No, it's money. I'm putting it in the river because it's not food. And then the river washes up a stack of cash. But it's been protected in a cave the whole time. So that's why, like, it looks, the rubber band's, like, so new. I solved this case like pretty easily. Man, I the FBI really is <laughs> not good.
2: <laughs> They're not doing their job. They're not really good. Wow. I
3: mean, think about it. I just put clues together. No, that's
2: pretty good. So I think there's another interesting theory here. Okay.
3: More interesting than that?
2: It might be, but it might not be. Okay. It'll, it'll be up to the audience to decide.
3: Okay. You can decide. Leave us a note in the comments.
2: Okay. So you have the airline crew. They're all pissed. They call Cobra Airlines. Right. They say that there's all kinds of union and paid disputes. Who actually saw D.B. Cooper that day? Right. Who actually took the cash and said, like, I I am an eyewitness I saw D.B. Cooper?
3: Oh, I thought about that, too. Like, maybe he shared the cash with them.
2: Or maybe D.B. Cooper doesn't exist. Maybe there is no Dan Cooper and they just said, oh. there's a guy on the plane, he has a bomb, oh. we want $200,000 in cash, don't come on the plane.
3: <gasps> I love this theory. It's
2: pretty good, right? This
3: is great.
2: Okay, don't come on the plane, but my only question is, what? Did, how did they hide the cash? Because once they land in Reno, the cash is gone, and so are the shoots.
3: Wait, could they have stuffed it in like the plane, something like the roof of the plane? I was or thinking something?
2: maybe they stuffed it in the overhead c- yeah. compartments. and No, not and the FBI didn't check the overhead. Okay, but
3: that's too obvious. Like I would have like a, I would have cut out a patch in the ceiling or something. Yeah. Like
2: I would have put it where they put the the life vests because nobody gives a shit about that. Sure. Why. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Or stuffed it into the life vests. Right. Yeah, that I like that theory Isn't a that lot. That's great. Because
2: only people. The only people that ever saw DB Cooper would be people maybe on board who were financially incentivized by keeping that motherfucking cash and splitting it.
3: Right. Also, the the escort planes never, the fighter jets, they never, never saw, saw him jump.
2: Never saw him jump. But it was dark. It was it was windy, stormy. Who the fuck knows? True. Like that's a whole different. Ball game.
3: Huh. I love, I like that a lot. Right. Because then it also makes sense. Like the guy that tried it the next year, he heard the story. He's like, oh shit, I got those credentials. I could do that. Yeah, and then they caught him immediately. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, how come, how come Dan Cooper had it so easy?
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, like I said, it became a folk legend. Yeah. But well, there's also no-
3: the way that their clues were left, it was like, it was like a cartoon version of a like the clues were like seven cigarette butts and a clip on tie that that fastens from the left. Right. You know.
2: So the only problem with that particular theory. Yeah. Is there were eyewitnesses, the, the people who were um, released from the plane, not the crew. They saw somebody sit there pretending to be somebody who's 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 talking to this like lady with the attache. Right. Suitcase. But
3: that could have been a plant like it could have been one of the people that work on the airline um like it could have been like but then
2: wouldn't they have identified this guy and been like that's the guy who works at our airline you know what i'm saying how well, so so um
3: if the internal crew the only people yeah. that saw him, the four people that were hostage right um if they're the only people that saw him
2: well then the, then you have the people who were also passengers who saw him
3: right i know but they don't know what the pilots look like right so or the or the stewards or 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 everybody yeah so like it could have been a plant like from someone an employee from the inside that's one of the people that's on the plane like one of the four it could have been them dressed up like a passenger i see you know
2: it's interesting and then
3: all the people leave they get out of their passenger gear
2: it's a pretty good that's a pretty good heist i gotta say that's
3: a great heist
2: it's a good heist so that's that's i'm between he died
3: but how would they hide the parachutes?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's just so. How do you hide the ha- cash? How do you hide the parachutes? Yeah. Do I assume that maybe there's a place on the plane where the FBI doesn't know about? Not really, because the Boeing 727 was the most popular airline at the time. Like, mm-hmm. it was the one that everyone used. Like, if you go to an airplane museum right now and you look for that era, that's the plane that you see. Did
3: the FBI check their luggage?
2: No. see They never checked their luggage. <laughs> they didn't check their shoes either
3: <laughs> Or the, the passenger luggage that was left on board From the passengers not getting their luggage
2: I don't know I mean apparently there's a, been a bunch of people Who have come out over the years and said like Yo my, my, I had a family member who was an eyewitness Who was there that day And they were just scared shitless Wow. So who the fuck knows I'm just having a little bit of fun with it
3: Yeah no I'm having fun with it too yeah. I love this shit that it's like so
2: mysterious It's pretty cool
3: but I, it just makes your brain go, like, ooh, what's the sexiest theory?
2: I just think about a guy in a suit jumping out of a plane in a storm in the middle of the night with $200,000 in cash, and he gets away with it. I mean— That's so sexy I can't even fucking handle it.
3: It's, so, it's super tight. I'm not going to lie. It's tight. But it sounds also, like a cartoon.
2: there was—well, speaking of that, thank you for the perfect segue. There was also a comic book that was released before this incident that was Canadian— and it was called Dan Cooper, and it was like this Canadian superhero who, See? who is wearing a suit, and he's wearing a parachute. See? And he's like in midair. That's the One cover One of, of those
3: airline people, they saw that comic book. They were like, oh my God, what if we pinned it on this like someone like this?
2: Yeah, this folk hero that yeah. already is a folk hero. And
3: we say that that's what happened. They wrote it all out first. They're like, oh my God, brilliant. Then sick. they acted it out to all of the passengers that were on board. Once the passengers deboarded. They're like, ha ha, we got money. If
2: you Google Dan Cooper comic, you'll see that picture. And it's pretty yeah. pretty interesting that that happened before this incident.
3: They got, well, if you would have said it, it happened after or like in the same time, mm-hmm. then maybe that would have been like, woo. But the fact that it happened way before, that they made the comic way before, it makes it more seem like someone got inspired by that comic.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So is there a dead body out there in a tree somewhere in Washington State? No. Like, with cash that's disintegrated? I'm convinced
3: it was one of the on-flight people. But the fact that they had never found the cash, like yeah. the, the...
2: No bills the were seri- spent.
3: Yeah, no bills were spent. That's so, No
2: bills, not one. So
3: that's what... That, well, I guess that also adds to the theory that it's probably an internal thing because it's like they just had a grudge.
2: Okay, so that's the other theory. Thank you for that. There's one more theory that this person was either somehow a government agent FBI, CIA, and they were embarrassed that one of their own did this, and so they covered it the fuck up. Oh. And so we all know that (laughs) that would never happen, right?
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Yeah, right. So that's why a lot of people think that maybe it was just a total inside job that. Oh, and inside
3: of the FBI, though, you're saying? Yes. Oh, I was thinking inside of the airline where they had the Cobra Airlines, where they. Well, that's, that's another theory. But yeah, this, yeah. this is
2: an, one of the alphabet agencies discovered that it's one of their own and they, to to cover up, to keep their agency from looking bad, mm. they covered it all up and then said, oh, we can't find anybody. Sorry, no no suspects announced. Super weird, by the way. No suspects announced. Nobody ever arrested. No, no, nothing, nothing. Mm. Just gone. Just like, hey, forget this ever happened.
3: Hmm.
2: Investigation closed, 2016. Nothing to see here. So that's another theory.
3: Weird.
2: So now I have revealed every single All the known theories. theory that I was aware of.
3: I wonder what Kenny Christensen's secret was. I know, right? What if he just wanted to come out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he couldn't at that time.
2: He's like, I got to tell you something, man. And then his brother's like, nah, you, you don't have to tell Yeah, out. man. <laughs> that could be.
3: Yeah, because, like, dang, we'll never know his secret. No. Unless it's that he's Dan Cooper. Yeah, that's great. I was I I that was I like the sexy mystery mystery. Right. Of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This
2: is one that this is one that has been in pop culture for a long. What
3: time. did you say? What you think it is?
2: I think it was either Rackstrom, mm-hmm. or it was because he just dude. I saw somebody line up two pictures of the the profile sketch of db cooper and this guy at the, around the same time uh-huh. and it just looked spot on to me but that's so you know that's just one part of this yeah thing. Even the fact though- that he had experience and that apparently db cooper was up there given technical specifications to the pilot yeah he's able to make a or he, he's willing to make a jump in 200 miles an hour whereas if if you do commercial jumping, you're jumping at like 90 miles an hour. So I think his ballsiness of wanting to jump at 200 miles an hour tells me that he probably had some kind of experience, which is what that guy had. Mm. So, uh, and he also survived, like he was alive until 2019. So that means he would have made the jump and mm-hmm. he would have somehow figured out how to launder the cash.
3: Interesting. Not
2: implausible. Not impossible. Right. I just don't know where the fuck the cash is.
3: Right. That's what. that's Except for five thousand eight hundred eighty dollars. weird it. about it. Yeah. I think my bear theory is correct.
2: You think you get two bear theory? Yeah. It makes sense for why the cash was not fucked with exactly. that
3: much. All of it makes sense.
2: Can't really. <laughs> I deny left it. no holes. So what do you guys think?
3: Yeah, let us know what you guys think because that's 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 a good one. A good one. A good mystery is one that you're like, I don't know, man. Yeah, my head so, is fucked.
2: And there's so much to this stuff. I rec- highly recommend. There's a YouTube video about this. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Oh, Just nice. Just look up DB Cooper. It has like five million views. And the guy, the guy goes into really nice detail about it. Yeah. Everything. And uh, and he
3: thinks it's that Rexford guy. No,
2: he doesn't say. Oh. Which is why I like. I like when those guys mm, do. Yeah,
3: that. me too. But. I don't know. Like you said, that was the one that the stewardesses were like, "No, it doesn't look like anything like him." Uh, unless they were trying to protect. No,
2: the wait wasn't Kenny the one that didn't look like him?
3: No, Kenny was the one that looked like him. You said it was the closest that looked that's like right. him.
2: Kenny looked like him. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I just don't know because yeah, you're right. That that was Robert. Oh, Rockstraw. I know, I know, I'm right. Okay, so but that's what yeah, that's what I don't. That's why I don't trust eyewitness shit
3: or they're in on it like they got paid a certain amount. Right. But then if that were the case, I would think one of them would have slipped up and spent the bill somewhere and gotten caught.
2: But think about this, he had motive, right? He gets kicked out of the army for lying, he's kind of like fucked and he's, yeah. now he's got to figure out what he's going to do for work and he's like fuck this shit, I'll go, I'll go you know get 200,000. dollars I don't know, that's kind of a stretch, but
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could just and for for the amount of work that that takes, damn, there are easier ways.
2: If somebody was like Steve Green, you were D.B. Cooper, I would totally say I could have been.
3: Exactly, me too. So I
2: don't think that's really good evidence.
3: Right, that's not one of the things that makes me not think it's him. Yeah. That's not one of the ones, because I would totally do that.
2: It's tough, dude. It's yeah. tough when somebody, but when somebody's brother goes, my brother liked bourbon and he liked bourbon. I'm like, bro, you've been watching too many documentaries. I know. I mean, you're out of your fucking mind. With I love shit. that shit though. It's crazy. So, thank you very much for listening. Shit they don't tell you. Yeah. We hope that you guys enjoyed this and please rate us five stars. It helps so much. You have no idea.
3: Yeah, please do that. But just, I'm not. I mean, we're gonna end the episode, but it's wild because I was watching the Ted Bundy documentary mm-hmm. and how like his girlfriend. Like was hearing on the news about this killer, but like didn't know that it was him the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah, because I mean there were like similarities, and then once she kind of like suspect, like once his name Ted came out, like one of the suspect or one of the uh, victims um, gave away that the, they or one of, I don't know if it was a victim or an eyewitness, but that was like, oh yeah, we heard this guy Ted was trying to pick up girls in this music festival, and then one of the girls disappeared. Um, she, she was like, whoa, it really matches the description of my Ted. And hmm. then they broke up shortly after, and it was him. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, you know, bourbon and bourbon, sometimes. Sometimes. It is. Sometimes it is. So be careful who, uh, who you, you go to bed with at night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Way yeah. to close it out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Be suspicious. Be, be very suspicious. You know who else likes bourbon? This guy right here. I don't. I'm suspicious. I like tequila. The only thing that's clearing you is you weren't alive in the 70s. Damn. It's the only thing that's clearing you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next time. And check out our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Patreon.com slash sticky. We do live shows every month and then we also do extra bonus episodes of Shit They Don't Tell You. And
2: you can also get the show one day early on our Patreon.
3: And the video two days early.
2: That's exactly right.
3: See you then. Bye. Thanks. Bye.